Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, February 14th. Today is what's known as Valentine's Day. It is also the birthday of Sister Amanda Ward. We want to wish Miss Amanda a happy birthday today and trust she's blessed of the Lord throughout the day. Amen. Well, I hope you're having a good day in the Lord and I hope you will enjoy today's program. I've got a message that we began on yesterday's broadcast that we're going to continue today and actually complete on tomorrow's broadcast. First, I've got a song right here by the Joyful Moyes Singers. I appreciate Brother Jimmy Moyes and his family. I heard this this morning and reminded me of the song, and so I thought it would be good to play on the broadcast today. This is the Joyful Moyes Singers singing one entitled, I've Missed Out. Amen. I trust those songs were a blessing to you. I believe we ought to plan for our family to serve God, and when they miss out, they miss out on the bad things. Amen. Don't miss out really on any good thing when you come to know the Lord. Amen. Well, let me interject something right here. I've been mentioning in the morning program that you know that our finances are low here at the radio station. We failed to reach our goal by several thousand dollars last marathon back in January. And so we've got several cookbooks that we had these printed up last year. They're light and truth cookbooks and beautiful. They've got some good recipes in them and beautiful pictures and, and a good book. Amen. And so what we've decided to do is that for every $15 donation, if you'll request one of these cookbooks, we'll be glad to send that out to you free for one of these $15 donations. And so uh, if you want to get multiples of those, it sure would be a blessing. Just let us know how many you want. Get us your address. And then, as we said, for each $15 donation, that would get rid of one of these books and would be a blessing to you as well. And so if you would, let us know about that. We're going to be making that announcement along in these days. We're going to get ready to go to the sermon part of the program, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you. All right, we're going back to the scripture that we began on yesterday's broadcast, looking in Isaiah chapter number 59 and verse number 1 for a sermon that I've entitled, When Prayer is Powerless. Now, on yesterday's broadcast, I pointed out the dynamic power of supplication. That's what we think about, is the power of prayer. But our text says that sometimes prayer doesn't have the power it should have. And the reason is sin. So we'll get to that point as we move along. That's really the main point of the thought for this entire message. But on yesterday's broadcast, we talked about the testimony of the saints, about the dynamic power of prayer. And then we started talking about the testimony of the scriptures about the dynamic power of supplication. We're going to pull back and pick back up with that thought about the testimony of the scriptures about the power of prayer. And then we'll move along. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn to Isaiah chapter number 59. The power of prayer. I'm going to preach on that a little bit tonight. The power of prayer. But I'm going to preach on when prayer is powerless. Isaiah chapter 59, verse number 1. I used this message down at Brother Moises in there. He called it a prayer revival. I'd never preached it before then. 
And I've never preached it since. I, I think Joshua and Brother Hall were there the night I preached it there in Tennessee. But I preached this message down there, and you're thinking all week there about the power of prayer, the privilege to pray, the great opportunities that we have to pray. And yet, many times, prayer is short-circuited because of sin. Look at what the Bible says, Isaiah 59, verse number 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. All the great power of prayer, men of God down through the ages have remarked and commented on the fact of the power of God and the power of prayer. The power of prayer to do the impossible. What men say cannot be done, God can do it. Amen. And God does do it again and again, many times, through the prayer of His saints. God's able to not only do the impossible, He's able to move the unmovable, even. He's able to change those things we think can never be changed. God's able to do that through prayer. And I say this, God has not changed. He's still just as able today as He's ever been. Amen. So you got the testimony of the saints, then you have the testimony of the Scriptures. Turn to James chapter 5. I mentioned what James said about you have not because you ask not. The book of James is full, filled with words about prayer. James chapter number 5, and I'm going to begin reading verse 13. You know these verses, I'm sure you do, in this text. Read down through the chapter. He says, is any among you afflicted? If you got a problem, anybody got a problem, he said. Here's his answer, let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. In other words, Elijah was just a normal man. Just an ordinary man. But he prayed. Amen. And Elias was a, was a man of like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren... If any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he that converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Amen. Amen. I'm simply saying that James is saying if you got a problem, pray. If your prayers are not getting through, ask somebody else to pray for you. And pray with you. That's what he's saying. Call for the elders of the church. Get somebody you have confidence in. Get somebody that's had experience in prayer. Somebody that has seen God do great and mighty things. If you're having a problem, pray. Amen. If you're having a problem with praying, get somebody else to pray. James said, the answer to our troubles is prayer. Amen. Jeremiah 33.3. You don't have to turn because you know it. Call unto me. 
And I will answer thee. And here's what he said that's so amazing. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Amen. Prayer, according to the scripture, is not a little thing. It's not just a little water in a cup. It's a whole lake of water or an ocean of water. It is all you need. Whatever you need can be found in prayer. Amen. Isaiah 38 verse 5 says, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days fifteen years. You remember that story? Hezekiah had been told he's going to die. Isaiah was sent by God to Hezekiah to put his house in order. For thou shalt die and not live. Had a sickness, whatever the sickness was. Had a sickness, the man of God came and said, Cheer up, Hezekiah, you're dying. He said, really? He didn't have him good words. Well, I'll, I'll pray for you, you do better. No, he said, you're not going to get better. You're going to die. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. Hezekiah wept sore. Hezekiah prayed and called on God. And before Isaiah got out of the courtyard, God said, go tell him, I've heard his prayer. Amen. And that's the power of prayer. And the scriptures are filled with instance after instance of that great and mighty power of prayer. Amen. God added to him 15 years. You remember our Lord in Matthew 17 had that situation where a young man had a devil. His daddy brought him to the disciples, and the disciples couldn't help him. Jesus helped him. He cast the devil out. When the disciples asked him, what was the reason why we couldn't cast that out? Here's what our Lord said in verse 21 of Matthew 7. Howbeit this kind goeth not forth, goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Amen. Sometimes prayer needs to be tacked to fasting. Fasting just means you're serious about it. You're more serious about this need than you are about your next meal. That's what it's saying. This is serious business to me, Lord. It means something mighty to me. It's not that fasting gives us supernatural power. It's in obedience to God, in in showing our faith in what God has said. Fasting and prayer. But our Lord said there's some things not going to happen just by prayer. You're going to have to pray and fast to get some of these things done. That's what he said. But you think about this, if, if some things not done by prayer, it takes prayer and fasting. I wonder if anything gets done if we don't even pray. Amen. Acts 20, or Acts 12 verse 5, the Bible tells us about Peter being in prison. And the Bible says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. You remember the rest of that story? How that God opened those prison doors? Before man ever invented the electric eye, God had an electric eye on those doors. They opened of their own accord, the Bible said. Amen. And that angel woke Peter up and got him out of prison. Amen. How did that happen? Power of prayer. Power of prayer. Matthew chapter 6. Turn there if you will. I'll let you look at it. Matthew chapter 6. Part of the Sermon on the Mount. Our Lord had much to say about prayer in this Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 6. And verse number 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Amen. point I want to make there, not just the instruction. He did say, when you pray. He didn't say, if you pray, but when thou prayest. He expects us to be praying people. Amen. Amen. Just like it's important when that baby is born. That baby gets out and the doctor gives him a good swat on the backside. Amen. 
You know why? It's not because that baby's been bad, although they have been. They've been kicking mama, elbowing mama, giving her all kinds of trouble. Fits. Amen. Miss Amanda can say amen to that, I'm sure. Amen. It's not just that. It's not just that they, that they get you up in the middle of the night and they're going to do that. They pop them on the backside to get their lungs to working. Because that baby needs strong lungs. That baby needs to be able to breathe. Amen. When a child of God is born, that child of God needs to learn to pray if he's going to survive. We're in a dangerous world. Amen. Needs to learn to pray. Our Lord said, when you pray, you better be praying. But he said it's a private thing. It's not something you boast of. It's not something you brag about. It's not something you just do so you can mark it on the card and, and get a reward, get an attaboy for praying. No, it's something between you and your God. It's serious business between you and your God. But here's the promise that our Lord said. When you're in secret and nobody else knows, somebody knows. When you're in secret and nobody else sees, the one that matters sees. Amen. His arm is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. He's listening to the prayer of his saints. Matthew 7, verse 7. We're right there. Look at it. Verse 7 and verse 8. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Amen. Our Lord said, there's power in prayer, just waiting on you to ask. There's power in prayer, just waiting on you to seek it. There's answers to prayer, just waiting on you to knock. God said, our Lord said, there's power in prayer. John 14, 14 said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 15, 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. John 15, 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Amen. First John 5, 14 and 15, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of Him. I'm simply saying there is power in prayer. Amen. I remember that day I, I, I quoted the scripture there, the Psalms, when this poor man cried, the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. I remember the Psalm that says that I waited patiently on the Lord. And He inclined unto me and heard, what to hear? My cry. Waiting on God is crying out to God. Amen. And He's able to hear us and deliver us. There's scores of verses. I go through the Bible. We could fan our Bible. And almost on every page, we could find something about the power of prayer, the potential of prayer, the power of God that is found and tapped into only by prayer. There's power in prayer. There's dynamic power in supplication. Isn't it sad that so often we forget to pray? Isn't it sad that so often we're frail, whether or not we're forgetful, we're frail about praying. We'll, I'll do that later. I need to call. I need to text. I need to update my status. I, I need to let others know before we've ever even talked to God about it. So often we fail in this thing of prayer. But here's where I'm dealing with this evening. Not just when we fail in prayer, but when prayer fails because we failed. We take the time to pray. But we don't get through. Why? Because there's something between us and our God. 
Alright, so there's the dynamic prayer power of supplication. Then there's the damning power of sin. Verse number 2 of Isaiah 59 says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you that He will not hear. God's not going to look on sin. When we live in sin, I, I see people all the time, they're living in sin, maybe they're... Maybe they're drinking alcohol. You talk to them about the Lord and they say, but preacher, I pray every day. What good does it do to pray when God's not looking your way because you're living in sin? Shacked up? I mean, you name whatever you want to name. They're living in sin. They're, they're living in things they know to be wrong in the sight of God. And yet they say, but preacher, I pray. But God doesn't hear those prayers. When iniquity and sin have separated between us and our God. We have took sin, we've taken sins like bricks, and we've stacked them up and built a wall between us and our God. That's what he's saying here. God's not going to listen. It's not that he can't, it's that he will not listen to those prayers because of our sin. Why? Because he wants us to deal with it. Mamas, they know that instinctively. Little kid comes in, they got dirt all over them, they've been out playing in the yard. That's what they used to do before they invented video games. Out playing in the yard and got dirt all over them. They come in and they want a cookie. Mama don't say, yeah, take this cookie in your dirty hand and put it in your dirty mouth. No, they say, you go wash your dirty hands, wash your dirty face, and then... And they may say, you got to eat something good for you before I give you... Eat this carrot, then I'll give you a cookie. Whatever the case is. But here's what I'm saying. God's not in the business of allowing us to come in with dirty hands... With dirt covered us and us ask God for blessings, we can forget it. God's going to say, you're going to have to clean up. Amen. You're going to have to deal with that dirt. You're going to have to deal with that stuff before I can give you the blessing that I'd love to give you. Amen. The damning power of sin. That's the scary part of this equation. You think about the mighty power we hold in our hand. If I could say hold it in our hand. The power that is at our disposal just to get a hold of God. And yet... We let sin come between us and that power. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But let me just give some concluding points. We're talking about our sermon for these days entitled When Prayer is Powerless. Now, right now we're talking about how that the Bible says prayer is powerful. How that saints of old have told us that prayer is powerful. Have you ever wondered why it doesn't seem to be so powerful today? And our text tells us it's because of sin. It's not that God has changed. It's not that the times have changed. It's that there may very well be sin in our life. We need to do a checkup on that. So right now, at the closing of this broadcast, would you check up in your life and see, is there some sin that you need to deal with so you can get a hold of God? Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.